Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an apostrophe podcast production. We regret to inform you, the Rejection Podcast. Early on, I remember one of the musical directors telling me that everything about me was too big. My voice, my size, and my personality. Jennifer Hudson. Growing up, the Hudson family didn't just preach to the choir, they were the choir. Jennifer Hudson's great-uncle was the pastor at their local Baptist church in Chicago. Her mother was the church secretary, her godmother was a singer, and her grandma was a soloist. When Hudson was a baby, she would sit on her grandmother's lap in the choir loft, and when the soprano section hit a high note, two-year-old Hudson would match pitch perfectly. And her family said, this baby's gonna sing. Hudson believes her voice was a precious jewel passed down from her grandmother, a grandmother who performed over 100 solos. Going over to grandma's meant high ceilings and hardwood floors, acoustics that mimicked a microphone. So Hudson would sit at the foot of the stairs and sing her heart out. And by age seven, Hudson was an official member of the church choir. Music touched every corner of Hudson's life. 
At home, her mother could be heard belting the temptations the way you do the things you do. At school, Hudson starred in musicals. On Saturdays, she performed at baptisms and funerals. Sundays, she sang her hymns. By age 11 or 12, people started telling her she had the voice of a grown woman. She realized that if she, the singer, couldn't feel the song, she couldn't expect anyone else to. So she started delving into the meanings of ballads, of hymns, of scripture. And soon, people started coming from all over Chicago to hear her sing. But in spite of all those opportunities to practice her gift, Hudson wasn't particularly confident. She said she used to beg for a solo. Then, when she inevitably got it, become suddenly paralyzed with fear. Sometimes she just wouldn't show up to Sunday Mass out of sheer anxiety. She says it wouldn't be until she turned 19 years old that she opened her eyes mid-song for the first time. When Hudson graduated high school in 1999, she started entering local talent shows and winning. $1,000 here, 2000 there, a lot of money for a teenager. She heard about an open audition, backup vocals for one Barry Manilow. The call was for singers who could dance, too. Hudson wasn't much of a dancer, but at age 19, she found herself standing in front of a group of industry folk and Manilow himself. She performed a gospel tune called Silver and Gold, and she knew it went well. When she finished, everyone, including Manilow, was, quote, crazy excited. They started picking up anything they could find and tossing it at her feet, like roses after a first-place figure skating performance. She went back out into the hallway, where she heard the other hopefuls whispering about how much they did not want to follow Hudson. What's the point? She stood in that hallway waiting for one of the casting folks to come out and tell her when she would start. But instead, someone emerged and said, Thanks, but she wasn't what they were looking for. Hudson was stunned. What happened between leaving the booth and stepping into the hall? Not five minutes earlier, she was showered with paper clips and praise. But it wasn't long before she realized she didn't get the job because of her size. At 19, Hudson weighed 236 pounds, and that rejection would prompt several years of restricting, binging, and shame. Hudson was accepted at Kennedy King College in Chicago to study music. There, she started auditioning for local theaters. And before she knew it, she'd landed her first real part in a production of Big River, 45 minutes outside Chicago. It paid $425 a week. Hudson thought, this, this was the life. Then she came across an ad in the newspaper. Disney was looking for singers. 
Hudson wasn't sure how to interpret the ad. Singers for what exactly? Disneyland? A Disney movie? But she had a brand new dress and nowhere to wear it. So she slid it on and made her way to the audition. She would sing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And they only had one question. Do you like to travel? The 22-year-old hadn't done much traveling in her life. But before she knew it, she was at Port Canaveral in Florida, boarding an eight-month Disney Wonder Cruise, where she'd perform musical theater for passengers. She said Disney didn't have the same hang-ups about weight she'd experienced in the past. The casting director told her they loved her so much, they would have hired her no matter what she looked like. Cruise ship training would include overboard drills, traditional Disney etiquette, rehearsals, and choreography. When the passengers boarded, she would perform Hercules the Musical and Songs from the Lion King. A fellow performer said of Hudson's time on the cruise ship that her rendition of The Circle of Life stopped the show. And he told her if she wanted to advance her career, she should really get those pipes in front of more people. Say, on television. Hudson would pour her heart out to tipsy tourists night after night for eight straight months. She said they were the best audience, in a great mood every night. They were on vacation. But when it came time to renew her contract, Hudson elected to return to terra firma. She would take her friend's advice and audition for American Idol. American Idol's season three auditions were to be held in Atlanta, Georgia, only two days after the Wonder Cruise docked. Two years prior, Kelly Clarkson had won season one and subsequently released her debut album, Thankful, then her second album, Breakaway, the following year, to the tune of 10 million albums sold and multi-platinum status. Ruben Studdard defeated Clay Aiken to take home the trophy in the season two finale, which drew nearly 40 million viewers. Now, competition was fierce for season three. Hudson nervously stepped into the audition room, where judges Randy Jackson, Paula Abdul, and Simon Cowell sat behind a long glass table. And Jackson said, You just finished work on a Disney cruise ship. We're going to expect something better than a cruise ship performance from you today. Hudson chose Share Your Love With Me by Aretha Franklin. She took a breath and began to sing. But before she finished her song, Randy Jackson raised his hand, motioning for her to stop. And within only a second, he told her she was brilliant. Brilliant. The best singer he'd heard so far. It was an emphatic yes from Randy, a yes from Paula, and a yes from the notoriously tough Simon Cowell. And Cowell said, See you in Hollywood. The Hollywood audition saw 117 contestants. With each round, 
30 contestants were cut, then another 30, then 25 more. And Hudson remained steady. She'd made it to the top 32. The next round of eliminations would solidify the top 12. That week, she'd sing John Lennon's Imagine. But Hudson's performance left something to be desired. And she was eliminated. It was all over. But a few weeks later was Wild Card Week, where certain eliminated contestants are brought back for a second chance. Hudson was one of them, invited to sing one last song to reclaim a spot in the competition. Eight contestants would sing for their lives. Of those eight, four would be saved, one by each of the three judges, one by audience vote. Hudson would sing I Believe in You and Me by The Four Tops. And after her performance, Randy Jackson said, It was a tough decision, against all odds, but his choice of the eight hopeful wildcards before him was Jennifer Hudson. She was back in. In the top 12 round, Hudson sang Aretha Franklin's Baby, I Love You. That performance landed her in the bottom two for that week, but she earned enough votes to continue to the top 11. By the top 10, Hudson once again found herself in the bottom two, but she persevered. The week of top nine, Hudson would sing her showstopper Circle of Life from The Lion King, a song she'd performed countless times on the Wonder Cruise. She nailed it. She said, in a way, the cruise was an excellent crash course in show business work ethic. Every day she had to learn a new performance, new choreography, and there were no days off. But between performance weeks on Idol the contestants would receive coaching from musical directors. And Hudson recalls one telling her everything about her was too big. Her voice, her size, her personality. But Hudson pushed back, saying, isn't that what being a star is all about? Stars are larger than life. Come the top eight, she would sing I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston from The Bodyguard. That week, she'd earn the most votes of every contestant in the top eight, keeping her more than safe one more week. Then came the top seven. That week was Barry Manilow Week, where Manilow would act as guest coach for the contestants. Hudson was nervous. Barry Manilow had already rejected her once. But interestingly, when they met again, he remembered her, which she took as a good sign. The legend coached Hudson for a performance of his hit song, Weekend in New England. But she'd sing it with a twist. She'd perform an arrangement in the style of the song, And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going, from the Broadway musical, Dream Girls. But Hudson's performance fell short. She found herself in the bottom two, along with fellow contestant Fantasia Barino. 
and host Ryan Seacrest announced the contestant with the least number of votes that week was Jennifer Hudson. From the most votes to the least in the span of one week, Hudson was eliminated from American Idol. Her dreams were shattered. Fans of the show were outraged at Hudson's elimination. But Simon Cowell responded with a statement, saying his gut feeling was that Jennifer Hudson was not the next American Idol, adding he didn't think she was the best singer. This time, there would be no wild card, no third chance. Fantasia Barino would move forward, all the way to the finals, where she would be crowned Season 3's American Idol. Jennifer Hudson moved back to Florida. We'll be right back. Hey, did you know Apostrophe has a YouTube channel? You can listen to We Regret to Inform You and Under the Influence anytime. Just tap the link in this episode's description. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Following Idol, Hudson performed at charity events. She recorded a few songs of her own, but she says for the most part, she fell off the radar. One day, she heard about an audition in Los Angeles for Rent. The Tony Award-winning 90s musical by Jonathan Larson was being adapted into a movie. So she flew to California. It was her first Hollywood audition. She performed a scene for the casting people, and she said they gave her no notes. Which, on the surface, sounded like a good thing. A great thing. Nothing to improve upon. But she'd quickly learn that when casting directors don't give you feedback, it's usually a bad sign. It means they aren't invested in you. They don't want you to come back. On closer inspection, Hudson said the audition was so bad. But she'd take that newfound knowledge into the next one. Then, in the summer of 2005, it was announced another Broadway musical was being adapted into a motion picture. The 1980s smash hit, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls was one of the most dazzling musicals of the 80s. After its opening night, the New York Times wrote, When Broadway history is being made, you can feel it. What you feel is a seismic emotional jolt that sends the audience, as one, right out of its wits. Broadway history was made at the end of the first act of Michael Bennett's beautiful and heartbreaking new musical, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls tells the story of an all-girl black singing trio from Detroit in the 60s called the Dreamettes. The powerhouse lead singer Effie, the beautiful Dina, and the eager Laurel. But as their careers begin to take off, the Dreamettes' demanding manager makes changes to ensure their mass appeal to the pop market. Egos are bruised, tempers flare, and hearts are broken in pursuit of stardom in a white, male-dominated industry. The show, based on the stories of the Supremes and the Shirelles, among others of that era, would run for 1,521 performances to sweeping public and critical acclaim. By 2005... Audiences hadn't seen the play for 20 years. The pressure was on DreamWorks and Paramount to cast the three leading ladies. It was announced the trio's gorgeous and celestial-bound lead, Dina, based on Diana Ross, would be played by none other than Beyonce Knowles. 
Beyonce was fresh off her debut solo album, Dangerously in Love, which would debut number one on the Billboard 200 and go six times platinum. Now she was set to make her on-screen breakthrough. The next question became, who would play Effie White? The role of Effie was said to be based on Supreme's member Florence Ballard. Effie's tough, she's uber-talented, and yet she's replaced as lead of the group for the thinner, more conventionally beautiful Dina, cast aside because a full-figured woman didn't fit the group's image, and eventually dismissed from the group altogether. As word spread that casting had begun for Dreamgirls the movie, a name started popping up in the Broadway blogosphere. Jennifer Hudson. You see, American Idol viewers remembered her performance of Weekend in New England, done in the style of Effie White. And people started wondering, whatever happened to Miss Hudson? Well, Hudson didn't have a manager or an agent. So those in the know managed to track down her cousin, a publicist by the same last name. And that's how Hudson found out about the burgeoning campaign for her audition. She was thrilled. The Broadway show came out the year she was born, but she was well aware of its impact. So Hudson made her way to New York. She'd learn the casting directors were conducting a worldwide search, testing 783 women for the role of Effie, including every talented black singer on Broadway. But that's not all. Fantasia Barino was up for the role, the very singer who'd beat Hudson for the title of American Idol. There would be multiple auditions, if you're lucky. The first would weed out any unserious or unqualified candidates right out of the gate. Hudson decided to perform the song Easy to be Hard from the musical Hair. It went well. They told her if she didn't hear by July, she didn't get the part. It was April, a long, long wait. By May, she'd heard nothing. By June, she'd heard nothing. By July, nothing. She figured they'd crossed her name firmly off the Effie list. She was devastated thinking anyone else would play that part. Then, on July 31st, she got the call. She needed to fly to Los Angeles for a second audition. Oh, and this time, the requirement was to sing Effie's iconic solo, the film's torch song, and I am telling you, I'm not going. Hudson was given the sheet music she needed to prepare, the first half of the song. But when she arrived at the audition, she overheard the actress in the audition before her performing the entire song. Hudson panicked. She must have only received half the sheet music by mistake. She didn't know the rest well enough to go off book. But she decided to go in and do it anyway. If she'd learned anything from American Idol, it was that making excuses got you nowhere. So she faked it till she made it. 
But it went horribly. She blew the audition. Unlike Effie White, she was going home. Ben Hudson got word from the casting people. Turns out, the casting team realized their mistake, that they'd sent her only partial sheet music, and in spite of her botched audition, they saw something in Hudson. So they invited her back for a screen test. On her trip back to Los Angeles, Hudson says she spent the entire six-hour flight singing to herself. She didn't care how many glares she got. Screen tests were usually the final step. She would not fumble her last chance. Hudson says the casting people couldn't decide how they felt about her. One minute, she was the best they'd seen. The next, they told her they were going in a different direction. But she performed the song in its entirety, over and over for hours on end, this time in full 60s glam. Then they told her, sorry, but she didn't get the part. Hudson called her mom, and her mom said all the mom things, that she'd done her best, that she did all she could do. But Hudson says she couldn't accept it. She wouldn't accept it. In so many ways, Hudson was Effie White. Her weight had overshadowed her talent at every turn. She knew exactly how it felt to be cast aside for her looks. She said this role was practically her life. She had to play this part. Hudson told her mom they could cast somebody else, but in the end, they were still going to have to come back to her. She said it wasn't arrogance, it was faith. Nearly six months had lapsed since her first audition. Then her phone rang. It was Bill Condon, screenwriter and director of Dreamgirls. And he said, Jennifer Hudson, you're our Effie White. He told her she was the only person he saw that gave him chills that really made him feel something. Hudson fell to her knees and cried. The cast list was complete. Beyonce as Dina, Anika Noni Rose as Laurel, Jamie Foxx as Curtis Taylor Jr., based on Motown founder Barry Gordy Jr., Eddie Murphy as the James Brown character Jimmy Early, and Jennifer Hudson as Effie White. Hudson was a huge Destiny's Child fan, and one day in the studio as the Dreamettes began recording their signature tracks, Beyoncé turned to Hudson and said, you do realize no one gets a start like this. Hudson was filming her very first movie with Oscar-winning actors, with Grammy-winning singers. Jamie Foxx was fresh off his Academy Award for the Ray Charles biopic, Ray. Unless you were a fan of American Idol around that time, the name Jennifer Hudson would have meant nothing to you. And even if you are a fan of American Idol... 
Do you often remember the names of contestants who come seventh place? But Effie White was no small part. Effie White was the heart of the movie, the powerhouse voice, the singer of soul ballads like One Night Only and, of course, And I Am Telling You I'm Not Going. Songs that won playwright and lyricist Tom Ian the Tony Award for Best Book of a Musical for Dreamgirls back in 1981. But as filming progressed, Jamie Foxx sat Hudson down one day and said, You know you're going to get an Oscar nod for this. Hudson was gobsmacked. She thought she was but a mere speck among a glittering constellation of stars. Fox would later tell the rest of the cast and crew, Hudson is going to win an Oscar. And the craziest thing is she has no clue. When the trailer for Dreamgirls was released, Jennifer Hudson's And I Am Telling You played as the star-studded cast's names appeared in neon lights. Jamie Foxx, Beyonce, Eddie Murphy. But Jennifer Hudson wasn't included. Her name wouldn't appear in the opening credits, either. But at the film's premiere, the audience erupted into spontaneous applause after Hudson's heart-stopping ballad. And The Guardian wrote, Beyoncé is an entrancing presence, but the movie's big discovery is Jennifer Hudson, as honest, uncompromising Effie. She's marvelous, yet her name appears in small, almost illegible print on the posters. Then it was announced, Dreamgirls was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Best Art Direction, Costume Design, Sound Mixing, Best Original Song Three Times Over, Best Supporting Actor for Eddie Murphy, and Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Hudson. Come the 79th Annual Academy Awards that February, Hudson was up against Abigail Breslin for Little Miss Sunshine, Adriana Barazza for Babel, Rinko Kikuchi also for Babel, and Kate Blanchett for Notes on a Scandal. Hudson had never even watched the Oscars before, and here she was, sitting front row. George Clooney read the list of Best Supporting Actress nominees, and he opened the envelope. Best Supporting Actress goes to Jennifer Hudson for Dreamgirls. As Hudson walked up the stairs to the stage at the storied Kodak Theater, the announcer said to the crowd, Jennifer Hudson's road to the Oscar began at a small church in Chicago where she sang solos in the gospel choir. Clooney handed the 26-year-old her golden statue and an emotional Hudson thanked her late grandmother, her biggest inspiration, who had the passion and the voice, but never got the chance. And the brand new actress, who had never so much as stepped onto a set before in her life, who was rejected as a backup singer for her size, kicked off American Idol not once, but twice, and was told everything about her was too big, her voice, her body, and her personality, would go on to win the Golden Globe 
the Critics' Choice Award, the BAFTA, the SAG, and the Sammy Davis Jr. Award for Entertainer of the Year. To quote Effie White, You stopped me once, but you'll never stop me again. Because this time, Effie's gonna win. In the world of Hollywood, Jennifer Hudson had everything going against her. She didn't have an agent, she didn't have a manager, she didn't have connections, she had anxiety, and she struggled with her weight in an image-obsessed industry. Those are a lot of hills to climb. When you get a shot at a big opportunity, those hills become Mount Everest. They block the view, the climb is treacherous, They put towering obstacles between you and your goal. We all face mountains when reaching for a big opportunity. We're told, you have the talent, but not the look. You have the look, but not the talent. Your idea is interesting, but it's the wrong time. The timing is right, but the idea is wrong. Here's the thing. You may fail out of the gate, but sometimes the universe gives you a second chance. Jennifer Hudson failed the first time on American Idol. Then she was given a second chance. She failed her audition for Dreamgirls, but they gave her another chance. When Hudson was granted those second chances, she seized them. She grabbed them with all her heart and rose to the second occasion. That is never easy because second chances only come after punishing rejections. When your self-esteem is at an all-time low and your vulnerability is at an all-time high. But what separates the winners from everyone else in the world is the fact they pick themselves up off the floor, they plant their feet, and sing like they've never sung before. Jennifer Hudson would go on to win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, making her only the 17th entertainer of all time to achieve the prestigious EGOT status. Rejections aren't the end of the road. As Hudson once said, I'll be back. I don't know when, and I don't know how, but I'll sing my way to it. Never, ever give up. Jennifer Hudson, Emmy, 2001, Grammys, 2009 and 2017, Oscar, 2007, Tony, 2023. The Rejection Podcast is an apostrophe podcast production and is recorded in our Airstream mobile recording studio. This series is hosted and written by me, Sydney O'Reilly. Research, Allison Pinches. 
We don't regret to inform you. Our director is Callie O'Reilly. Engineer, Jeff Devine. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Theme music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. Tunes provided by APM Music. And we're powered by ACAST. The major sources for this episode are listed in the show notes on our website, apostrophepodcasts.ca slash rejection. You can follow our network on social at apostrophepod for behind-the-scenes content, to learn more about our other shows, and to tell us who you'd like us to reject next. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. See you next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.